everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. Honored to have you join me for this moment that we carve out to be together, to fill our cup, to look for inspiration, sometimes when we may not even feel it's there. But knowing that there's a community of people who have decided to come together to use technology to support the inner journey and the journey of life can be heartwarming. And I hope that it is for you. It certainly is for me. Many of you know that we began this broadcast one month after the pandemic sent everyone home and we were in quarantine. Everyone was locked up in their homes, really afraid of what's next and not having in our lifetime been told that you have to go home in order to preserve your health and having such an incredible mandate. And we, those of us who were required to do so, meaning everybody except for frontline people, made the decision to come home, to be either alone entirely if you live alone or with family, whoever shares your residence. And it was an interesting and challenging time. And a lot of people felt isolated in part because they were, but also kind of a soul isolation. That was in 2020. And here we are uh, ending another year, ending 2023 for those of us who are looking at this live and whenever you might see it. And I say that because these broadcasts, we re-air and, and we can tell, oh, that was, we didn't do this just now, but it still is relevant. So whenever you tap into this one, we are nearing the end of 2023, and some of those same feelings are with us. Yes, people have uh, been able to go back out into the world. Many corporate environments have offered hybrid options for their employees where you go into the office three days a week and two days off on Monday and Friday. You can work from home. That's not true for everyone. Some offices have remained uh, remote. Some, everybody's got to be all in. Some people's lives have changed dramatically. Some have retired. Some have moved. You know, our lives change. That's one thing that we know, that change is a constant for every single one of us, whether we want it or not, right? And so what is the driving force for you when 
you may not feel uplifted or motivated. Curious, what what would that driving force be for you? What tells you, mm, I got I got to keep moving, no matter what. I believe that there is something great out there, even if I'm not experiencing it in this moment. What keeps you believing that? And do you continue to believe that? Do you believe that right now? I spent this past week in the company of incredibly dynamic people. It was so nice to be out and about and to connect with people who were looking to explore the highest in their lives, who were doing it, who had the faith that it could happen. I was at my alma mater, Howard University, and a woman I have known since virtually the beginning of my career, Sheila Eldridge, had a dream. And through her vision, she created something called HBCU First Look Film Festival. And this was an opportunity for students from HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities all over the United States to submit films that they had created for a contest. And one, well, seven were finalists and one lucky student won a $5,000 gift as a result of doing great work. And all of them won the promise of next, the promise of the future, the promise that their creativity is worth something and people care to learn about what they're doing and care to talk to them. It was a beautiful experience of potential. And as I walked around and talked to some of the students and listened to their excitement for next, it made me really happy because it made me know that even as young people, they're struggling, trying to get their ideas out there, first trying to access the ideas, trying to find the ideas. And then after trying to find those ideas, then what? Then what do you do with it once you have it? How do you cultivate it? How do you get it to the next level? And how do you get people to pay attention? In that space, that swirl of creativity and energy, I know there were people who had felt, mm, you know, even, even young people, is it worth it? Is anybody ever going to pay attention to my idea? Is anybody ever going to value what I'm doing? Do I have enough resources to keep going until I can draw attention to this project that means so much to me and share it with the community? These are the ideas that go through our heads, all of us. You can be 20, you can be 40, you can be 60, whatever age you are. It's not time-stamped um, by age. It has everything to do with what's stirring your spirit and what's keeping you moving. And sometimes that stir seems stagnant, that there's not that much movement, that you feel deflated. I'm sure if you check in with yourself, there have been moments when you felt deflated that you wondered if that great idea you have is ever going to manifest, if that promotion that you've been working so hard on is ever going to be realized, if that relationship that you dream of or that you're in and you cherish will go, get to the next level, whatever those ifs are, when you are swirling in the ifs, if this could happen, if that, if, 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 
and you feel like the answer is no. The message today is don't give up. Don't give up. When you feel like there's not another way, when you feel the door got shut in your face, when you feel that things are just not working the way that you want or need for them to work, don't give up. I know you've heard this before. I want you to listen to it now. Don't give up. What you can do is sit still for a minute. When you're, when you're in that space, when you're having that feeling of, uh, of, you know, I don't know what to do next. I, I don't have the energy. I feel completely alone. I feel like I've, I feel like a failure. I feel like I've made choices that haven't worked to my advantage for my life. What are those thoughts that we have? What are those feelings that we have that can kind of take the wind out of our sails? We've all had them. When it just seems like there's not another chance. I wanted to talk about this today because even as I just mentioned, these excited, exuberant students who were given an opportunity to showcase their work, I also saw people who were jealous. People who were like, well, why are they getting a chance and I'm not? Or people who thought, mm, my ship has sailed. I wish I'd had this when I was young, which is a double-edged thing. You know, it's great that these young people have it, but some other folks, wow, we didn't have that when I was growing up. Uh, being jealous is dangerous. Being envious, toxic. Instead of having those thoughts, what about looking inside, pausing, looking inside and saying, okay, what can I do for me? How can I turn the tide in my life? How can I not go and throw the proverbial covers over my head and say, you know, I just have to hide. Instead of giving up, hiding any of those things, what can I do? What can I do in order to course correct, find the inner strength, search for my own clarity and move forward? So pausing is a big part of that. Because if you're on this trajectory that's taking you down, 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 if you don't stop, then it's hard to uh, correct, to adjust, to examine. You know, what is going on exactly? And what can I do differently? Because this happened, now what are my options? You know, a lot of times people feel like, that door slams and, you know, all that education, all this time that I've put in, all the investment that I've had, and now what? I remember I applied to graduate school many, many, many moons ago, probably about, well, before my daughter, so pre-carry, post-carry, so more than 20 years ago. And I filled out an application. I was very excited. I was mid-career at this point. And actually, even more than that, I'm remembering exactly when it was then. I was still working at my job and there was a lot of friction. I didn't feel like I was moving up. There wasn't anywhere up for me to go. Um, there was, therefore, there was a ton of friction between me and my bosses 
and I was not happy. I knew that I needed to do something else. And so I thought, well, let me apply to graduate school. And I did. I put my heart and soul into this application. I applied to one school, which I wouldn't recommend that you just apply to one. But I applied to one school. And so I put my egg in the one preferred basket. And I said, okay, if I get into school, this is what I'm going to do. And then I also, because I said, oh, you really should have at least one other idea. I also remembered that I had had a dream many years before that I had a business and it was on a piece of paper yellowing on my refrigerator, the idea for this business and the details that had all come to me in a dream. And I said to myself, okay, if I don't get into graduate school, then I'm going to start my business. Literally, this is what I came to. It wasn't there at first. At first I was just not happy. This isn't working for a lot of reasons. I was feeling deflated. I was feeling that I wasn't engaging my power. I was feeling like it was just time. I'd outgrown this role. And it is so hard to make a decision when you're in that position, in a sense. But what I've said many times is that friction can be very helpful to us. Because friction, when you feel uncomfortable, then your body tells you, oh, you have to change. Something has to give. Something has to be done differently if you feel enough friction. And I did. So I did not get into graduate school. That was an ego blow. Like I thought I was smart. I'd had a great career. Um, I'm at the top of my game. I did a great application. I'm a good writer. What? (laughs) Have you ever had that feeling? Like, are you kidding me? You didn't take me? And uh, they didn't. And so then I pivoted. I said, okay, now it's time to start my business. And that's what I did. That's what I did. All of it was a little scary. Being in transition is scary. But what I didn't do was to give up on me. I didn't give up on my capability, my creativity, my willingness to work as hard as possible to get to the next level. And so... I'm hoping that the same is true for you and can be true for you. So in this moment, what are you going through? In this moment, is there something that's pulling you down, that's making you feel stuck, that is just discouraging you? And if there is, I want you to understand that you cannot, you should not, please don't give up now. So let's look at the quote that I found from an abolitionist, from from a woman who was fighting against slavery, which was one of the, well, I wouldn't say the greatest sin of the United States and possibly the world. Harriet Beecher Stowe, who was an abolitionist, said, when you get into a tight space and everything goes against you till it seems as if you couldn't hold on a minute longer, never give up then, for that's just the place and time that the tide will turn. Hmm. Let me read that to you again. When you get into a tight space and everything goes against you till it seems as if you couldn't hold on a minute longer, never give up then, for that's just the place and time that the tide will turn. Now, that invokes a lot of things to contemplate. The biggest, I think, is faith. You have to believe that when you're in that tight space, that 
you believe the title turn that you won't give up? What? If you feel like there's just nothing left, then what do you do? You know, I heard a story this weekend, uh, two stories. I'll share them with you one at a time. A very close friend of mine got engaged this weekend. And boy, has he been through a lot. He has had an incredible creative career. He's had significant health challenges. He's had the loss of a loving relationship and plenty of other things. And what I learned at the point of him saying that he was engaged is that how he and his fiance came to even be in that type of relationship, you can take that down, Fallon, was they had been friends for a long time, many years. And apparently when he was at his lowest point, he chose to go visit her and do a good thing, help her set up her Christmas decorations and just help her do some chores that she had to do in her home. And I, I just learned the story. I didn't know it at all. But apparently, in his mind, he was going to help her to do these things. And upon leaving, that was going to be his exit, that he was thinking of taking his life. And I'm like, what? And I learned this at the point that the the um, wedding announcement was made, the proposal was made. So because he was doing service, he was doing something good for a friend, that opened his eyes to some sweetness and joy that began a pivot, which is likely why he is among the living today. Wow, right? So not only was it not giving up, but it was giving to someone else in his darkest hour. He was offering his friendship, his love, his support to someone. He was doing a good deed before the pivot to what would have been his end. Because of doing that good deed, because of thinking of somebody else, because of choosing to make sure someone else had joy, it unlocked the key to the next chapter of his life. Wow, right? Now, I just learned right before coming on this broadcast, my producer told me that someone who went to high school with her just this weekend was on a live feed on social media with a gun to his head and saying that this was it, saying goodbye on social before checking out. Even though his intention was to say goodbye, because he put it out there, somehow on some level, that's a cry for help, right? Someone got to him before he pulled the trigger and he is living now. Please folks, don't give up. Don't give up. Your life is precious. There is somebody who loves you. You may not feel like it right now, but there's somebody who loves you. There's somebody who cares about you enough 
for you to live. And if you can sit with yourself long enough, maybe you can recognize that the first somebody who loves you can be you. We don't always feel that way. We often are broken for lots of reasons, whether it's childhood experiences, you know, experiences in the moment that just tell us that we aren't as valuable as we feel that we need to be in order to be valid. And somehow, that I wanted to talk about this today for every single one of us to recognize we are worth it. We are worth living. That even when the most horrific thing has happened, you can survive it and move on and live. And that it's worth it for you to do so. I think of Nelson Mandela. He was in prison for 27 years in South Africa. He had been a freedom fighter before going to prison. That's why he went to prison. He went to prison for doing a good thing to help emancipate his people from apartheid. I mean, what a great reason. It wasn't for himself. It was for his whole community, for his people. He went to jail for 27 years where he was not always treated well. And he was freed. He was free. He didn't give up. He didn't give up. L literally, he was in a tight space. Let's look at Harry Beecher Stowe's quote again. When you get into a tight space, a prison cell is really tight. When you get into a tight space and everything goes against you till it seems as if you couldn't hold on a minute longer, never give up then. For that's just the place and time that the tide will turn. Isn't that beautiful and powerful? For him, day after day, month after month, year after year, day after day, month after month, year after year, there he was in that tight space. And yet he came out and what happened? What happened? He was able to help heal his community and the global community. This is astounding. And he's a man. Yes, he was a great man, but so are you and I, great people, deserving of life, deserving of potential, deserving of love. And whether it is a little thing in somebody else's eyes, like I didn't get into grad school, like, and by the way, I didn't try again. I'm sure I could get in, but I tried once. And I did give up on that, but what I didn't do is to give up on me, right? Whether it's whether it is going out for a job that might be a, a stretch, going out for a school that might be a stretch, going out for a relationship where you know, do you have the courage to say, yeah, let me try that. Let me put myself out there and see if there's a chance for something great to happen here. Don't give up. If you feel backed into a corner, don't give up. Instead, put yourself out there. Get yourself ready. Get strong internally. Fortify yourself. Fill your cup with the belief that you are worth all of the great things that you want for your life. Reach out to others when you feel that you are in a place that is delicate. 
You know, there, there have been lots of reports in recent days since the pandemic about the negative impact on our mental health that has occurred because of isolation. Many, many more people are, thank goodness, seeking out support, therapy, um, and other ways of, of healing themselves. Good. There is help out there. And actually, because we're talking about this, I'll ask my producer, can you pull up the number for the um, National Suicide Healthline? And I'll share what it is. If you need help, get it. If you feel like you are in that tight corner and can't go another step, take that one extra step and call someone. Look for a lifeline. Find a lifeline. Someone who can help you out of that great, that that dangerous space. Like the young man who had the gun to his head and, and was on social media. Whether he realized it or not, that was a cry for help. And he got help and he is still alive. I often talk about the, when, the marriage of technology and humanity. When it works well, when uh, technology is good, is when it's balanced with humanity, right? So when we believe that we are using technology for the betterment of humankind, then good things happen. When we uh, are not, when, when we are using technology, like on, on playing computer games for 36 hours in a row, binge watching something rather than dealing with our lives endlessly, that's not good. But the balance of engaging others using technology can be good. In this case, it saved his life. So the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, actually, this is easier than I, than I thought. That You can text 988 on your phone. 988. If you are feeling that your life is so fragile that you need help to make sure that you stay on this planet and fight the good fight and live to see another day, please Text 988. You can get help 24-7 wherever you are. There's someone who will help you, who will talk to you, who will offer you loving support. And I'm saying that like nobody is immune to this. The person I mentioned who has now, who was the most private person in one of the most private people in my life, I had no idea he was going through any of that. I knew it was a tough time, but I had no idea that he was feeling suicidal equal opportunity, this feeling. It doesn't mean you are weak. It doesn't mean you're spiritually, um, you know, less than. It just means you're in a crisis. And as Harriet Beecher Stowe said, when you get into a tight place and everything goes against you till it seems as if you couldn't hold on a minute longer, never give up then. But that's just the place and time that the tide will turn. Like I said, starting this broadcast, when I saw these students and I saw the joy and potential in their eyes, it gave me a lot of hope that they felt connected to their creativity and that there was fertile ground for them to share it. 
That's what we have to look for. Look for fertile ground. Are you surrounding yourself with people who love you, who support you? Are you are you surrounding yourself with people who will love and support you? Are you looking to see what other options there are if one door has closed? Are you recognizing that even if you don't see a door in front of you to open, if you have faith, you can find that door? And if you are feeling like there is no door and you're shutting down, text or call 988. The Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, text or call. Folks can help you. There's always someone who can help you. You have to be willing to be vulnerable and to share what's going on with you. And also, I do believe you have to have faith. However you have it, I'm not prescribing how, but if you have faith, that there can be a brighter day. That if you wake up tomorrow, if you are so blessed to wake up tomorrow, that something great will be waiting for you. Even if it's simply a smile, a proverbial hug, a real hug, a chance to start. Because every day that you wake up, you start again. Know that. Please know that you are worth it. Please know that there's somebody out there who values you. And also for those of us who are feeling invigorated, please look out at other people and smile at them and share some light and love with them. You'd be amazed at the difference that true eye connection and a smile can mean to someone who's just passing you on the street. Be kind. Be thoughtful and don't give up. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope that you are feeling just a little brighter after spending this time together with me here on Dream Leapers Inspiration. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste. Mm-hmm.